Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 144 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by Destinations with Character Travel. I'm Seth. I'm Carly. And we are here, as always, to talk to you about all the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. Carly, globe traveler. Yes. <laughs> where have you been this week? I am actually in New York for the holidays, visiting awesome. family, uh, going into Manhattan tomorrow. Very Lucky. excited. I love to be able to get in there when I'm home. So I'm excited. It's been way too long since I've been in New York. Uh, anything specifically on your uh, agenda in the city? Oh, really? We just try to eat all the food that we missed. <laughs> it's uh, really just like a snack crawl. And then I think we're going to see a production of something, but we're just going to wing it. And just yep. the day, you know, T go TKPS by. is the way to go. You know, yep. I'm a yep. big fan of just seeing what you can get for half price. You know, roll the dice and, and you never know. Exactly. And it's I, I just miss Broadway so much that I don't mm. even care. I just want to see live performers. Give Amen. me anything. Oh, <laughs> enjoy. enjoy. Um, I am I am literally chilling in the air conditioning today. Yeah. Uh, I made one trip out to a theme park this week. I went to Universal for half a day and it took it out of me like you would not believe. Uh, I just, you know, living I lived here a long time. I'm used to the heat. You know, you kind of develop that desert animal technique of like sprinting from shady spot to shady spot. It didn't even help this week. It was it was just ugly. But wild. I did get to go and do something really cool. Uh Spooky Empires Camp Spooky Ween. Uh their their summer ween um summer uh event is happening this week. Uh it's going on uh wrapping up today and that's over on i drive at the wyndham hotel and uh i got to go to their kickoff event which was a behind the scenes panel discussion with uh the creatives who make the halloween horror nights event at universal and we got a little sneak peek of some Ooh. stuff that is happening this year so if you want absolutely no spoilers about halloween horror nights 31 cover your ears or shut off the uh recording right now <laughs> but uh here's a couple little bits that they let slip um the halloween house that we are getting is based on the 1978 original it's not based on one of the remakes or the reboots but it is not going to be an exact copy of the halloween house that they did several years ago it's a whole new take on the material um and the other thing that we found out is that the classic monsters uh that they are doing uh, the mummy that is featured in that is not going to be Imhotep. It is uh, Carcass? Carcass? It's the uh, the oh. mummy that was featured in the sequels uh, back in the 40s and 50s. Uh, but that is being put in the parade warehouse. And they say that's going to be one of the biggest and longest mazes that they've uh, done in that spot. So, yeah, we got to see some pictures. Really great art design going on there. Uh, very excited for this year's Halloween Horror Nights. See, I'm I'm ready, and it's crazy. It's only June. I'm already planning what what tickets I'm buying, when I'm going. Like these are all the wheels that are in motion now, as I'm sure they are for so many people. So, oh any yeah, nugget of information you can let me know. I you love know, it. Uh, Pete, there's I knew there's a new speculation map that was released. These yeah. are the unofficial fan maps uh, compiling the rumors together. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, 
got to got to plan ahead if you're going to book a hotel room i would jump on that soon because uh especially like cabana bay and endless summer those hotel rooms are going to book up um and uh yeah start planning your your halloween now because it's yeah. it's coming up fast okay well uh without any further ado i think it's time for us to jump right into the news in the queue All right, we are going to start off with the worst kept secret at Universal Orlando. Lots of rumors, lots of permits, lots of construction walls. And now it is official. Universal Orlando will be opening its first ever themed escape room uh, based on Jurassic World and Back to the Future coming in the not too distant future to CityWalk. Yes, this is absolutely incredible news. We knew it already. We've seen the, the permits, the maps. We've seen it, uh, and it's officially coming later this year to CityWalk. If you're familiar with CityWalk, you have the Mexican restaurant, then there's the bathrooms, and then there was the club, The Groove. And so this that closed, and this is going into that space. Yeah, uh, it's it's right around uh, kind of between Antijitos and Pat O'Brien's and yep. uh, that back curve. Um now we don't we know that there's going to be two themes there's going to be a, a Jurassic World and a Back to the Future um I've I've heard hints that the Back to the Future might be you're exploring Doc's laboratory um uh I I actually had thought that the uh the, the dinosaur one might be themed to Jurassic Park to give it that that vintage classic look but it does look like they're going with the modern Jurassic World theming uh, they're using a, a picture of the Indominus Rex as opposed to the T-Rex mm -hmm. in the in the branding. Um, and yeah, also, exciting. I mean, I am mostly excited because they have said it is from the same designers as Halloween Horror Nights. Yes, so that was music to my ears. They are the most incredibly talented people in immersive entertainment. And so even if you're not a traditional escape room person. This is wild. So Universal's dabbled in escape rooms over the years. Uh, years ago at Halloween Horror Nights, they had an upcharge uh, thing called the Repository, which was a combination <laughs> of a virtual reality experience and a simple escape room. Um, and uh, they've also, years ago, had a promotional thing tied to a TV special called The Dig. And it was uh, a little... Um, kind of mini escape room that was really more of a PR thing. This is their first time doing a permanent, fully fleshed out escape room experience. We don't have any details yet about pricing. Um, you know, the the general um, going rate for escape rooms is somewhere between 30 and $50. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Universal charged a premium up to maybe 60 bucks per person. Yeah. Um, but that's that's just pure speculation. Right. Um, it's going to be interesting as far as capacity and flow of people. Mm -hmm. You know, the groove was a fairly substantial space. Yeah. It had two levels. It had the red room, the blue room. It had lots of lots of uh, little corners in there. So I'm curious whether it's going to just be two escape rooms from now and then maybe opportunity to build more additional themes or if maybe there'll be two copies of each escape room so that they have more capacity because uh, it does you know if a, an escape room takes an hour right. you really can only book it about every 90 minutes because it does take a certain amount of time you got to go in there and clean it you've got to restore everything and reset it um, so yes it will be interesting how uh, they manage capacity and crowd flow 
because uh, I know I'm going to sign up. I'm going to want to yes. do it at least once. Uh, you are like yeah. a professional game rumor, though. Well, you know, I've done I've, so many recently. <laughs> I have, and I got to thank uh, Andy Hayes and the folks at Attractions Magazine. Uh, we've been on a tear lately, yeah. checking okay. out new escape rooms around town. Uh, we just did one um, this past week. Uh, did two of them actually over um, at uh, near um, Old Town in Kissimmee. And, uh, you know, it was fun because that one, they've got a family owned independent, uh, you know, a lot of these places are chains and they're sort of kind of churning out the same product. I like to find the ones that are a little standalones, you know, really someone's passion project. Uh, and they put a lot of great detail into that one. Uh, but obviously, when you've got an intellectual property, that's that's the one thing that no one else has had, you know, S escapology has a star trek license and uh, i did that in vegas and i didn't think they did a very good job with it um this i have faith that they are going to put the kind of detail special effects the theming that they put into the haunted houses and the attractions into this um my one dream if you're out there listening universal designers i want that the back to the future Whatever it is, whatever the storyline is, I want the big finale because um, all of these have to have a payoff. There's got to be some sort of big finale yes. to pay it off. And I think that the finale for Back to the Future should be when you finally solve it, a big garage door opens and you get to see the DeLorean sitting there and you can sit and take pictures in the DeLorean. Yes. That's what I want the payoff to be. Then we'll never uh, get to do the escape room ever again. Because <laughs> <laughs> people will be breaking parts off yeah. of it, I'm sure. Um, and I also want the finale uh, for the Jurassic World to be someone getting eaten by a dinosaur. But uh, that probably is not so repeatable. That's a, that's a one-time. No. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm just going to check real quick. Do we have anyone in the chat with any uh, opinions on... Uh, yep, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Andy is. Yes. Andy is in the chat. Yes. Andy's calling dibs. Yes. Andy, I promise that when we uh, go and check this out for the first time, I want you on my team because uh, you are definitely an expert at these by now. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, moving on. I could probably talk about that all day. But let's talk instead about D23. Uh, the big D23 Expo for 2022 is coming to Anaheim. Uh, and it is going to feature a Walt Disney Archives exhibition called Step in Time, which is going to take you through 100 years of Disney company history with some really neat artifacts. Yes, I'm very excited for this exhibit. I think now, besides Walt's plane, this is probably what I'm most excited about seeing mm -hmm. at D23. I mean, the Walt Disney Archives is just absolutely incredible. And if you've ever been to the, their exhibits, you could just lose yourself in them for hours. And this is definitely going to be that exact same thing. Uh, Becky Klein, the director is a part of this too. She's going to be speaking on a panel at this. So I think this is now my number one D23 event that I'm hyped for. Yeah. So if you are heading out to Anaheim convention center this September, it's running the 9th through the 11th. Um, and you are going to be able to check out props ranging from the carousel horse that you, was used in Mary Poppins, um, the uh, Flynn's Arcade logo from Tron, um, um, uh, Breathless Mahoney, uh, Madonna's dress from Dick Tracy, 
Um, and even a, a vintage uh, Mickey Mouse wooden doll going all the way back to the early, early days of merchandising. Uh, as you mentioned, the big exhibit uh, is going to be the restored Grumman mm -hmm. Gulfstream 1 uh, airplane that Walt Disney used to personally survey uh, what would become Walt Disney World. Uh, they they restored it. Uh, they've got a customized instrument panel, a telephone handset that was actually used by Walt. Um, some really neat artifacts bringing that plane, which was left to rot out behind Disney MGM Studios for many decades. Uh, yes. <laughs> great to see that back together. Um, and they're also going to be doing a tribute to the uh, Main Street Electrical Parade and lots of other presentations with a lot of great people from Disney history, all part of this big event. Yes, I, I love this kind of now mainstream interest in the archives because I feel like prop culture on Disney Plus was a big part of getting maybe you people weren't mm -hmm. into the super niche thing. Now a lot of people are into it. And I'm glad that this exhibit and just this event taking place at D23 is going to you know, be a reflection of that kind of renewed interest in the amazing stuff that the archives have. Yeah, I mean, there was a, a time where, you know, Disney and Hollywood in general just threw away stuff. You know, yep. they're like, all right, we don't need this junk anymore. Just get rid of it. And a lot of history over the years got tossed. So it, it's great that, uh, you know, they really take their their legacy seriously and that they give fans uh, an opportunity to see some of it. Uh, if you are interested in attending this event, uh, single day tickets for September 11th, I believe, are still available for $99 per person. And there's a discount if you're a gold member. Uh, but the three day tickets and the single day tickets for the 10th are all gone. Um, so if you're still interested in this, you better jump on it now uh, and see if you've still got that opportunity. Uh, in other Disney news, Shanghai Disneyland Hotel and Disney Town are finally ready. Uh, they have reopened as of June 16th. So you can once again shop and dine uh, around uh, Shanghai Disneyland. But however, the park still remains closed. Absolutely. And there's no real update on that. It's just hopefully soon. But if you are getting a little bit of an itch, at least you can go make reservations at the Disneyland Hotel there. You can visit Disney Town, but there's no park. Yeah, they're going to have limited opera limited operating hours at Disney Town. It's only 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, the Disney Store, World of Disney Store, they have there is going to be nine to seven, uh, and the parking lot stays open a little later. Um, they are also currently accepting reservations for the hotel. Uh, obviously, you know you don't can't go into the park, uh, but they are going to have. A couple restaurants open, uh, even though the the pool and the fitness center and other facilities are going to remain closed. Good news is if you happen to be an annual pass holder out there, uh, they're going to let you use your birthday benefits uh, later in the year up until September if uh, if this period falls in your, your birthday. Uh, but uh, obviously, uh, this is not a time for Americans to start booking trips over in Shanghai. Uh, make sure you, before you plan any travel, that you check out all of their safety and health regulations. Um, and if you need more information about that, uh, go visit ShanghaiDisneyResort.com. All right, in more domestic Disney news... Yeah. Uh, if you want to see Harmonious, the show nighttime show at Epcot, but you can't make it to the park right now, you're in luck because Disney Plus is going to be live streaming a performance of Harmonious 
on June 21st. Yes, I love when they do the live streams. They really do put a lot of care and effort and it's real production. So this is a great way to bring a little bit of the Disney magic home. And that's going to be June 21st at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 Eastern. And they've enlisted some A-list talent to be a part of it. So Idina Menzel, obviously Tony Award winning performer, Broadway legend, Frozen. And she's going to be making a special guest appearance during this Tied to World Music Day. Yeah. And not only that, but she's going to be uh, performing a special medley of classic Disney music. Um, and it's all performed by a live orchestra. Um, I don't know if that is referring to the soundtrack recording of Harmonious itself or if they're actually going to have a live orchestra there on site on the 21st. So I guess I'm going to have to tune in to figure that out. Uh, but you will definitely get the best seat of the house. Um, it'll be a multi-camera shoot and high definition. So it will probably be a little bit better than those videos that you can find on yeah. YouTube. Um, I think they're trying to put out us vloggers out of business. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you miss the live stream, you will be able to tune in anytime if you are a U.S. or Canada subscriber to Disney Plus uh, and be able to call up Harmonious anytime you want. Yes, I love this because that's my favorite part about staying in a Disney resort is being able to put the fireworks on the TV whenever you want. So yes. this is you could do it at home now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, uh, check that out June 21st on Disney Plus. Next up, we've got two stories about how the minions from Despicable Me are taking over Hollywood. And that's not just Universal Studios Hollywood, but that is all of Hollywood, California. Uh, it's happening from June 24th through the 26th with uh, minion-worthy events and a fan premiere of the new movie Minions The Rise of Gru taking over uh, Hollywood um, ahead of the movie coming out on July 1st. Yes, and they've really gone all out. There are so many events happening at so many like iconic Los Angeles venues. Mm -hmm. So I, when I read this, I was very impressed. I mean, they're really going all out for this film. Yeah, so it's going to kick off in Hollywood on June 24th uh, in front of the world-famous TCL Chinese Theater on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, Minion Bob is going to get his hands and feet immortalized in <laughs> cement, just like a real star. Uh, Steve Carell, you know, some some guy from the office right. and whatever. He'll be there, too. But he's not the big deal. You know, it's all about Minion Bob. Um, <laughs> uh, and they're also going to transform Milk Studios Los Angeles into a skate experience. So you can go roller skating with the Minions while the RZA <laughs> plays a DJ set. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to wrap my brain around that. Um, but if you survive that on June 25th, the Minions are taking over the Ovation Hollywood Entertainment Complex for an immersive 1970s pop-up record store called Despicable Discs. And you can buy an album uh, from artists who contributed to the movie soundtrack uh, for just $5. Uh, but uh, better pre-register for that one because that one's going to be packed, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, go check out DespicableDiscs.com if you want to register to participate in that. And then on the 25th, they're going to have the world premiere of the film at the Chinese Theater, red carpets, uh, screenings of the film in four theaters at once, uh, the whole nine yards, um, invitation-only receptions, a minion-themed arcade. They are going 
all out to promote this thing. Um, so yeah, if, if you are uh, looking forward to seeing Minions Rise of Gru, Hollywood is obviously the place to see this one. Yes. I mean, they're leaning hard into the film's storyline, which is, it's an origin story origin story of mm-hmm. Gru. And so he was in the 70s, he was 12 years old, and then we're going to discover how he met the Minions. Yes. Yeah. You know, the, the first Minions prequel film kind of ended with a little tease yep. of, a, of seeing young Gru for the first time. And now we, we kind of get the whole development of their relationship because, you know. I, I just could not appreciate the original Despicable Me films without having more backstory. Right. <laughs> and John, John gives Bob a minion. Yes, Bob the minion is a real star, John. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Um, but if that is not enough for you, there is even more Minion Madness coming to Universal Studios Hollywood. Um, they are taking over the theme park from June 27th all the way through July 17th. You're going to be able to meet the newest minion, Otto, along with uh, Jerry and Dave. I'm not sure where Bob is. I guess he's too too big a star he's now. Busy. He can't even <laughs> come hang into the theme park. Uh, you can ride the Despicable Me Minion Mayhem ride. And uh, all the way through August 14th, there's going to be what they call a minion activation with exclusive experiences like a 16-foot-long minion squishy. Uh, I think that's kind of like a blow up bounce house kind of thing. Yes. Um, and special minion themed games, all sorts of minion activities to make you want to go see Minions Rise of Gru in a movie theater over and over and over again. Yes, this is great. I love the activations they do there for movies, video game releases. They really go all out at Universal Hollywood. So this looks really fun. Um, yes, so uh, all kicking off on June 27th next week. Uh, so make your plans. Uh, just I would not bring a banana uh, no. because that could end badly. <laughs> Careful. All right, moving away from Universal, let's head over to SeaWorld San Diego, where they have just opened five new restaurants and bars uh, to satisfy your hunger and thirst while visiting the park. Yes, they are definitely having a bit of a glow up, SeaWorld San Diego. They nailed Holla Scream last year, doing their first ever haunt mm-hmm. event. And now they are adding all these new incredible restaurants and bars, which is much needed because it is a pretty large park and it was kind of limited to what you could get. And I think what everyone's going to be excited about is the Monta Pizza. Yes. The best roller coaster there. And it's going to be uh, handcrafted pizzas and you can eat it in the shadow of the Monta roller coaster. They're going to have traditional pizzas from cheese and pepperoni to margaritas to uh, kid selections like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I am uh, especially impressed on this picture. The size, it's its a pretty healthy size pie for a theme right. park pizza. <laughs> and it, it seems to be served on this giant wooden uh, platform. Uh, it, it definitely makes uh, an Instagram worthy uh, impression. Let's sure. hope that wasn't just for the promo images. Yeah, let's let's hope. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if you're not into pizza, if you're thinking a little bit more uh, modern Mexican, uh, his Bisco is serving bowls uh, with carne asada, uh, pork, chicken. Uh, uh, the one I'm excited about is the Impossible uh, plant-based chorizo bowl. Um, and they also have a power green bowl. So, you know, sometimes you don't want all that heavy, you know, protein uh, when you're going around riding roller coasters. You want something a little bit lighter. 
Um, and I am personally am definitely going to be ordering a side order of street corn because that's yes. always one of my favorites. And you're uh, in and California, it, so you have absolutely. to Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and if you need something to wash it down, High Tide Brews uh, is a new tap room serving local craft California beers. Um, and they have a pretty good deal. You can get a sampler flight uh, during happy hour each Friday from four to seven, only $2 for five ounce sampler beer flights. That is a pretty good, darn good deal. Right. And because theme park happy hours are few and far between. I know. You know Universal used to have so many of them and they have all disappeared. Uh, I'm, I mourn the death of the theme park happy hour. Yes. Yeah, so now it's really like the only place is Disney Springs that does happy hours. Yeah. And I don't want to go there. I want to be in a theme park. So Absolutely. now I'm going to have to go to SeaWorld San Diego and get some of that. And they're doing an underwater cantina, which I'm really excited about just based on the name. And there's going to be kind of some really cool mixed cocktails. So a little bit of craft cocktail action. And one of them is a mermaid margarita. Ooh. I don't I wonder, know. What that is, wonder I wonder if it has a tail. <laughs> Um, well, and if all that uh, leaves you hungry for dessert, Dryer's Ice Cream has its own ice cream parlor in the park now. You can get a chocolate brownie sundae. Um, you get hand-dipped ice cream cones, um, all of your ice cream favorites. Um, and this is all opening up just in time for Electric Ocean, uh, their big nighttime celebration, which is running through August 14th. Uh, so if you're interested in any of this, check out SeaWorldSanDiego.com or go talk to our friends at Destination with Character Travel. So uh, this is another new one. Um, opening up in Las Vegas, Perception Las Vegas Digital Art Museum is premiering Leonardo, the Universal Man. Um, now, these kind of uh, digital art galleries uh, became really popular in the last couple of years with the Van Gogh immersive exposition. Ex exposition. I'm totally mispronouncing. Exhibition. Thank you. I can speak. Uh, that was the one that kind of kicked off this trend. Uh, and now uh, the brand new Perception Las Vegas Museum, which is uh, right across the street from Circus Circus and mm -hmm. the, the new Resorts World, uh, right there on the Las Vegas Strip, will immerse you in three different galleries, uh, bringing Leonardo da Vinci's artwork to life. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, like you said, the trend started a few years ago. There's all these kind of now permanent installments being opening venues all across America in major cities where they could switch out to different exhibits. I'm not sure. This looks really cool. I mean, the Van Gogh one was awesome. And this definitely looks kind of next level the way it's mm -hmm. super immersive. It's very tall ceiling. So you're going to feel like you're sucked into the world and you're, it's mm -hmm. also learning. So I guess it's that edutainment factor. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to get to uh, start off in the grand salon, um, which is uh, like you said, really tall, 28 feet tall video projections. Um, and you'll be surrounded uh, by Leonardo's drawings. It will kind of walk you through his life uh, and his work over the course of 35 minutes. Um, everything from his flying machine to his cathedrals. Um, and uh, then you get to experience a recreation of his famous painting, The Last Supper, uh, created with surround sound LED walls. And then finally, there is a, uh, a experience with the famous Mona Lisa um, 
where you see six different versions of that famous painting accompanied with original music. Uh, so, you know, for art fans or architecture fans, uh, if, if you're, a, you know, into um, learning about uh, Leonardo da Vinci, it uh, sounds really interesting opportunity yep. and it's uh it's not that expensive compared to some of these similar things uh the tickets start at under 30 bucks if you're a local uh under 35 if you're general admission um so perceptionlasvegas.com is the place to check that out it, it had not yet opened when i was just in las vegas recently i did uh check out a very similar uh attraction like this and uh they're kind of neat. Um, I yeah. recommend if you're going to do one of these things, uh, sometimes during the day, they're really quiet. And then at night, they they get busier and they have people drinking and talking. I, I would say one of these things is really best uh, earlier in the day um, when you can be kind of quiet and contemplative. Um, when they get crowded and busy, uh, the, it, it, you kind of lose a lot of the effect. Um, right. I mean, like the first room is a 35 minute film. I feel yeah. like you need to be paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, yeah, if you're in Vegas, um, check this out and let us know what you think of it. All right. Uh, and for the last bit of news in the queue, good news for plans, uh, good news for fans of Planet of the Apes, because Marvel Comics is planning to publish new Planet of the Apes stories. Uh, Planet of the Apes obviously is one of the uh, intellectual properties that Disney uh, bought when they uh, took control of Fox. Uh, and now uh, Marvel, uh, which has published uh, pl many Planet of the Apes stories over mm -hmm. the years, uh, is going back into it uh, with a brand new series uh, that will start in early 2023. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I mean, it's always been something I, I've always enjoyed the original films. And there's so much you could do with it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the original uh, Planet of the Apes comic books started being published way back in 1974. They actually did a full color adaptation of the movies uh, back in 75. Um, and uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, can, you know, go back and take that idea and refresh it and revive it for a, a new generation um they haven't released any details uh whether it's going to be all brand new stuff or maybe we'll get some reprints of some older stuff but uh stay tuned uh they'll be sharing that at a later date at marvel.com okay well that about wraps up the news in the queue for this time uh, before we jump into our main attraction, though, it's time for us to hear a very quick word from our sponsor. Here at Destinations with Character Travel, we offer the best experience with your travels. Need to visit the thrilling Disneyland Resort, Walt Disney World? Maybe lounge about on a Disney cruise or any other major cruise line? No problem! So if you're looking for a stress and hassle-free vacation, visit us at www.destinationswithcharacter.com. Contact us today and let us plan a magical vacation for you and your family. It's time for the main attraction! All right, for this week's main attraction... Halloween time is coming back to the Disneyland Resort starting on September 2nd. 
with seasonal decor, holiday celebrations, attraction overlays, and most importantly, the separately ticketed after hours Oogie Boogie Bash coming back to Disney California Adventure. Yes, I am so excited. This was one of my favorite times at Disneyland always last year. It was amazing. And I love that there's so many different elements. You have the Halloween time, you have Dia de las Muertas. There is a lot going on. And most of it besides Oogie Boogie is included in your regular admission. So it's like you have all these little mini festivals that are a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I think for a lot of people, Christmas is the most special time at Disneyland. But for me, it's Halloween. Yeah. Um, from the decor to the special costumes that the characters wear. And, and I love the attraction overlays that they do. Um, I know that uh, the um, Haunted Mansion holiday is controversial with some people. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm not taking anything away from the original Haunted Mansion. But, you know, as as a kid of the, the, the 80s, growing up with Tim Burton, um, I just love Nightmare Before Christmas. And I think they do such a fantastic job uh, bringing Jack Skellington into uh, into the Haunted Mansion. I love seeing what they do with the gingerbread house every year. Yes, that um, is one of my favorite parts. It is I ride over and over and over again. Yeah, it is amazing. <laughs> Truly. And, and over in California Adventure, uh, they redecorate... Uh, Radiator Springs uh, with uh, special costumes for the cars and special lights. Um, but my favorite part over California Adventure is when they bring Monsters After Dark to Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, oh, yes. This is the best. And once you hear the song, you will not stop singing it. And it's really cool. I love they, I, Monsters After Dark. They, they <laughs> it's not Baby Groot. And so there's funny. nothing cuter than Baby Groot right. trying to escape certain death. And it's just amazing how they transition it to that in the afternoon. So I always go and like line up for a half hour early just so I can be one of the first people when they change over to Monster. Because Bride. the cast members really get into it. You know, the cast members, they even kind of change their, their costumes, the lighting and mm -hmm. the queue changes and the cast members get really anxious. And, you know, it, it's really uh, a, a great transformation uh, and a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, something on a little less spooky level over in California Adventure, uh, Plaza de Familia is coming back with Dia de los Muertes. Um, they will have the Coco Street celebration with the, the big marionette and the songs, which is a really great little show. Um, and uh, and I always love the Dia de los Muertes display that they do uh, in Frontierland near uh, Rancho Zocalo with the yeah. the skeletons and the and the flowers. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Um, another great part of the celebration in Disneyland Park is Halloween Screams. Um, that's probably my favorite of their seasonal um, fireworks shows. Uh, it's got that giant balloon that they project uh jack skellington's face onto mm -hmm. for the narration and they're going to be running that um fireworks show for regular guests from september 2nd all the way through october 1st on every night uh weekdays and weekends so that's great news uh, you don't have to buy a separate hard ticket to see that uh fireworks show yeah that is amazing and again like you said it's included i think on the weekends they just do the fireworks portion but that's mm -hmm. okay because the projection part is mm -hmm. my favorite 
So yeah, yeah, and you can see those projections. Uh, obviously, you can see them on the castle, but you can also uh, see them uh, in front of "It's a Small World." Um, that's actually a great spot. Usually, a lot less crowded uh, to get a good view of the projections. Um, and uh, something that they've added this year. Uh, Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit is coming to the downtown Disney district. This is very similar to the scavenger hunts that they do in Epcot. Mm -hmm. uh, you get a game board and some stickers uh, for $10 at uh, select merchandise locations. And once you find all the hidden pumpkins, you can uh, turn in the game board. Hint, you can turn it in even if you don't find them all. And <laughs> you get a, a nice little prize at the end. So that's a fun thing to do. Oh, yeah. And of course, Oogie Boogie Bash. Yeah, we can't forget that this is obviously the big deal. Uh, this is the hard ticket event that's going to happen on 23 nights between September 6th and October 31st. Uh, and there is a lot of stuff going on in Oogie Boogie Bash. But before we talk about what is there, we should mention the one thing that is not listed this year is uh, World of Color Villainous. Uh, back right. in 2019, they put together a special version of World of Color, which I really enjoyed. It only ran for that one season before the coronavirus hit, and uh, they have not brought that back yet. I'm not really sure why, because uh, that really, uh, I'll be honest with you, um, there's a lot of great stuff at this party, but mm. without World of Color, I'm not sure it's worth what they're charging now for a ticket, especially on the most expensive nights. See, I will say, so I went last year to opening night. I think uh -huh. it was the best disney hard ticket event i've ever been to wow it was so good and i think so they do the parade the frightfully fun parade yeah. well, let's talk about the parade because that is one of their best parades right uh they do it two times throughout the night so mm -hmm. i think it would be really difficult to do world of color in there with all the people that wait for a good spot for the frightfully fun parade yeah i mean uh especially since as I remember when I was there in 2019 for World of Color, they weren't using, you know, virtual boarding or anything like that. It was just first come, first serve. Right. And uh, it wound up, it did take up a, a big chunk of my night. There was stuff I didn't get to see because I saw World of Color. And if you saw the second World of Color, by the time the show was over, the party was over. Um, so, you know, maybe that's part of the reason, but the, yeah. the parade, which is led off by the headless horseman, um, definitely want to get a spot early for that parade. Cause you don't want to miss the beginning of that. Um, my favorite part that's when it. I went in 2019 though, was villains Grove. Uh, they take the Redwood yes. Creek challenge trail and it's sort of like a haunted house with no scares. Um, it's mm -hmm. just atmospheric light and sound and um, hints of the villains. You don't actually see characters walking around, but you sort of feel their presence. Um, and I was skeptical before I did it, but I thought it was just one of the, the most wonderful, immersive, um, atmospheric things that I'd done right. uh, there. It's like it's beautiful, which is crazy because mm -hmm. we're talking about all those immersive light experiences. That's what it is. But the way they do it, even though it is spooky, it's just, mm -hmm. it's magical. And I think with that is a very popular you know part of the event and it doesn't start because it's it needs to be dark out so it doesn't start when the event starts right so you don't have to time your night also to make sure i like to be like one of the first people to do it so because the line gets super long for that exactly yeah that was that was one of those things that i would recommend either being the first there or wait until the very very end of the night and you know get in just before closing time and let them kick you out you know yes. um but uh 
you know, and the other thing, you know, you don't want to miss out on are the trick or treat trails. Uh, they have candy trails and they're usually hosted by a, uh, a character um, who kind of heckles you while you're waiting in line for your treats. Lots of photo ops, merchandise. The specialty food is out of control. You could probably go and just spend the whole night waiting in line for specialty cupcakes. Um, so a uh, lot of stuff. Um, it's very popular. So if you want to attend this um, on June 28th, uh, you're going to be wanting to be online and ready to go when these go on sale at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time on June 28th. These are going to sell out. Um, there's there's going to be a pre-sale if you're a Magic Key holder or a member of D23. Um, and actually, very interesting, the, the price, uh, obviously, like everything, the price has gone up this year. Yeah. Uh, the cheapest nights start around 129 Most expensive nights are 179 which is even more expensive than a day ticket. And I thought it was interesting. They are having an exclusive one night for D23 members. Um, and that's night they're charging the most. So right. D23 doesn't get you a nice discount. Right. I'm yeah. going to try for that. So okay. I'm it is last year it took me four hours to get through so i yeah, will the, be trying for the d23 night the the online ticketing system is always gets slammed when these things go online you're gonna stare at that little you know sometimes it's a millennium falcon or whatever that's trying to creep its way across uh yeah be, have some patience uh <laughs> take a xanax or two because uh, right. it is a stressful experience just getting tickets for this but it is worth it. It is so yeah. worth it. So if you can go, go. Yeah. So the pre-sale on June 28th, uh, June 30th, if you're the general public to try to buy a ticket, um, go to uh, Disneyland.com uh, and read up on all the details, the guidelines before you uh, plop down that money. But, um, you know, I, I am always I am always. Uh, in a tough position with these hard ticket events when recommending to the average person who is not, if you are a Disneyland annual pass holder, or, you know, person who goes to Disneyland frequently um, and you want something new and different, I 100% recommend these. Uh, these are great. Um, but if you are a tourist who's making, you know, a once in a lifetime trip to Disneyland um, while one of these events is going on, um, you know, it's, it's tough to necessarily recommend uh, doing one of these on a price performance basis, uh, unless you take advantage of everything. And that means showing up three hours before the party yeah. starts, because you get that free entry three hours earlier to get your money's worth of these parties. You really got to take advantage of that. You got to take advantage of everything it has to offer you to really to get your money. You, you have you to plan. Actually, you need a plan of attack. You got to know what you're interested in because, uh, these things get crowded and the things that are popular at them uh, get really long. You know, people wait two hours to take a picture with a, a rare character. Um, right. So yeah. uh, the one piece of advice I give is if you're a tourist, you know, you're, you're there at Disneyland on vacation and one of these events is happening. I don't recommend burning a day ticket and then also using a hard ticket that same right. night because that's a really long day. That's an expensive day. If you're doing one of these events, sleep in in the morning you know hang out at your hotel or go shopping at, at downtown disney and then you know get to the park it, it's not a bad idea to line up an hour before uh, the mix-in starts because 
people will be waiting in line for the entry and getting your wristband and everything can take a little while. So uh, if you're going to do one of these, build your whole day around it. Absolutely. And like last year, I literally planned, I did, I was able to do every single thing, but I had very strategic, like I picked what parade I was going to do, mm-hmm. I picked what character treat trail I was going to start up based on what I thought would be popular. I went to the first night, so yeah. it was kind of a, a guess, but I was able to do every single thing and I felt like I got my money's worth, nice. but you have to plan. You need to have a plan of attack. You need to know where what's going on. You may not know where everything is, but you'll be able to figure it out. But you just going in there thinking I'm going to have a great time. It might not be. If, if, if you want a low stress, low agenda night of just wandering around, uh, Go go on a regular night. Don't yeah. go on a hard ticket night. <laughs> or go uh, to Disneyland Park and enjoy yeah. all the Halloween stuff because usually it's not too crazy those nights that Oogie Boogie Bash is going on. Absolutely. You know, I, I personally kind of miss uh, having the, the parties in Disneyland Park itself because obviously there's more history and nostalgia and all mm-hmm. that. But uh, moving those crowds over to California Adventure definitely does make uh, Disneyland a much more pleasant experience on those same yeah. evenings. <laughs> All right. Well, that just about wraps it up for this week. Uh, Before we go, I want to thank our sponsor, Destination with Character Travel, once again. I want to remind everyone to please go ahead and give us a review on Apple Podcasts or leave us a rating on Spotify because that really helps get the word out. And of course, if you want more coverage from us and Attractions Magazine on the interwebs during the week, uh, you can find me on Twitter at the UG series, at the unofficial guides on Instagram, and at the unofficial Carly, where can folks find you? Yes, I am on Twitter at Carly Caramana and on Instagram at Adventures by Carly. Awesome. And of course, you can find everything from Attractions Magazine at attractionsmagazine.com, on Twitter at Attractions, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, and at youtube.com slash attractions magazine until next week i hope that all of you folks stay safe try something new but most importantly have fun and we will see you again next time bye bye